Hey everyone, this is KBD Radio and I'm your host, Autumn Magar, coming at you from my living room wearing an adult onesie because in this bizarre COVID sub-reality we've entered, this is the new business casual. Time itself has been furloughed and I'm pretty sure it's been Tuesday for three weeks. Anyway, today our guest is Lauren Tolles of Maison Birmingham, another KBDN innovator and a fantastic designer. Lauren, it's so great to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. So, you know, my first question is, you hold a master's degree in architecture, and you're also a certified interior designer. So uh, how do you think this twofold skill set makes you a better kitchen and bath designer? I think it's definitely a unique skill set for a kitchen designer, um, and it's helped me immensely. I think because of the strong, diverse design background, I have a better holistic understanding of the homes that we're working in. And I gain a lot of inspiration from the original character and architecture of each home that we work on, which makes each project different. It's unique to the client and it's unique to the home. And from a collaboration perspective, um, I think that my background really allows me to understand the architect's vision better. And so, you know, understanding their vision and, you know, kind of their goals for the space really lets me weave that into what we're doing in the kitchen or other areas. And then from the interior side, I found that it's really crucial to understand the whole palette and the overall aesthetic of the home when you're working in, say, you know, the kitchen, the bathroom, those spaces. So you want to make sure everything is continuous. So being able to understand what the interior designer is doing is it's, it's imperative. And I think that it's made me a better partner when we team up on these projects, too. Can you actually, I'm, I'm interested in how you work with the architect's intentions for this space. Can you point to a, maybe an interesting project where you were inspired by the architect's original uh, intention for the space? Definitely. Um, let's see. Let's, let's start with an older home and then we'll go maybe a little bit more current. So yeah. when we work in older homes, like the ones that we do in Gross Point are my absolute favorite. I love them. Um, so we did a couple out there recently that, you know, original architects no longer around. Um, one was an English Tudor, the other was a Georgian Revival. Oh, but I'm able to kind of like, so the English Tudor especially, I can see through the past, you know, renovations that were done to the home and really see the bones of the home and the character and like its true English roots mm-hmm. and bring that into the kitchen. So it's a little bit more clean lined. It's inset, it's neutral. Um, it's not fussy. There's no, you know, silly columns and over the top molding, things like that. Um, just to really embrace that original character of the home. And then more recently, uh, let's see, there's a project happening now that the architect has a very modern kind of clean vision for the space. And I guess that there was some confusion on site and, there were starting to be some traditional details inside. And so he pulled me in mm-hmm. knowing that I would understand what he wanted. And so, you know, it meant, you know, slab inset, a little bit of shaker cabinetry as opposed to, you know, raised panel, applied molding, those details that were a little over the top. Right. Now, speaking of, you know, architects' uh, intentions, you recently finished designing and building your own home. Uh, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that process and and how you think that experience will shape designs that you create for others in the future. That's a really good question. Um, Well, the good news for all my clients is that I learned a lot of lessons building my own home. Uh, It was also the same year I did the showroom, so it was a crazy year, full of lessons, learned a lot. 
um, designing and building our own home was both rewarding and challenging. Um, it's so rare in life that you have the opportunity to create something that's totally unique and you know special for you and your family. And it's even more rare that that person would have the diverse background that I do. So I was able to do the architectural plans, the interiors, of course, the cabinetry. But having worked in the area with other architects and interior designers, I also knew who to call when I needed help, right. when you know I needed the plans reviewed and signed, when my husband and I were gridlocked over what office furniture we were going to use. Um, <laughs> I knew exactly what professional to bring in. Thankfully, they were always friends. And uh, so that, yeah, I guess that was the lesson too, is never be afraid to call in a professional. Everyone has their specialty for a reason. And those talents are what really create a good team. Um, apart from that, I would say the other big lesson that I learned in building our home was, I think I'd say great design requires great foresight. Hmm. So like the whole home design is related and each element's dependent on each other. It's not like you can design your kitchen in a vacuum and just plug it into the plan. Right. It's going to affect your framing and your electrical, and it's going to affect even your furniture plan, your lighting plan. Um, so like the furniture plan, for instance, and this is something I tell clients now is do not finalize your architectural plans until you have your furniture plan. You mm -hmm. need to make sure that you have wall space accounted for, for bedrooms, for cabinetry, the TV wall, thinking about those things in advance makes the design more thoughtful, more functional. I mean, my husband and I even drew the Christmas tree in our plants. People thought we were nuts, <laughs> but we have everything we need. Right. <laughs> So that kind of works with your kind of holistic architect and also interior designer background. It does. And, you know, there's some lessons I learned that were more specific to the kitchen. And the, the, that I think has really been helpful. So my husband and I, we cook every night and we love to entertain. Mm -hmm. um, he also, so I'm, I have a very clean aesthetic, not quite minimalist, but like very no clutter. Sure. I think he has purchased half of William Sonoma. So, <laughs> Designing a kitchen that hides all of that but still functions as a chef's kitchen was a fun challenge, I guess I would say. But it, I got a lot of really neat ideas out of it and some cool concepts. So, you know, he also loves appliances. You would never know it, but our kitchen has two huge fridge freezers, fridge drawers, mm -hmm. three dishwashers, all hidden behind beautiful appliance panels. So I, I got really good at hiding things. But nice. I also started to think about kitchen design more in terms of zones than like the traditional triangle. Mm -hmm. So as floor plans have become more open, I find that this triangle model is just, it's more dated. It's based on one person working in a smaller kitchen sure. with everything more open and people spending more time in the kitchen. We're seeing these zones start to pop up. And so planning for, you know, the prep zone, the cleanup zone, the leftover zone, um, with my husband and thinking about how we use a space has really made me a better kitchen designer in terms of functionality and being able to aesthetically prepare for these zones and right. the things and the messes they entail, but also how to incorporate them so that those messes go away. You know, small appliances can go behind retractable doors, for instance. Um, when we did the kitchen design, we actually wrote on the elevations where everything was going from the knives to the prep bowls, even down to the aluminum foil, which we actually have a special insert for. Huh. Um, so I've continued to use this technique with clients now. And 
they love it. They love getting into this level of detail and, right. you know, knowing exactly where everything is going. And I mean, they know exactly where everything's going before their cabinets even get on site. So we've already planned and accounted for, you know, the mixer, all these little things that people have, um, the tea set, it's crazy what people plan for, but they, I think that they find it more fulfilling, which makes me actually more fulfilled too. It's rewarding. Definitely requires you to get a lot more granular with your getting to know you process. It does. I mean, you really learn a lot about people and it's, it's operating at a much finer scale than I did before. So I, I like that I've had that experience. It's made me better. That's super interesting. And, and, you know, you mentioned a little earlier that um, at the same time you were, you were working on your house, you were also uh, building your showroom. Um, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about what you, what value you think operating a brick and mortar showroom brings to your business and, and, and how it helps you collaborate with your clients, especially as you, you know, get into this getting to know you process with them. Oh, good question. It's funny. I don't think I totally realized all of our showrooms value until like the last couple of weeks in quarantine. I'm really oh. missing the showroom. Uh, we're, we're fine, but I miss it. So we're located in downtown Birmingham. And mm-hmm. what I love most about our showroom is it's actually sort of laid out like a house. There's rooms that flow as opposed to like lots of smaller vignettes. And so much like how I just talked about that, working on a finer scale, having fewer displays, but larger and executed at a greater level of detail allows me to really get into those details, like, you know, specific inserts clients might need, uh, you know, differences in finishes, just lots of nitty gritty details. I'm able to show those quite a bit better, but in fewer spaces. Um, so whenever like clients walk into the showroom, you know, it's always nice to hear how beautiful it is. But my favorite thing to hear is when they say I could live here. Oh, nice. And I just love that. It's so great. It's so rewarding. And they say how calm it is. Mm-hmm. And to be able to convey that feeling of, you know, calmness, happiness, that, that feeling that makes them say that they want to live there. That's something I couldn't do over, you know, a photo or a video. Sure. It's something I can only do in a space that we've created. We've created those feelings through design. Um, so in that way, the showroom has immense value. And it also gives us an opportunity to, so in our, I call it the design atelier. That's where we keep all of our samples. So mm-hmm. not just cabinetry, but tile and countertops and hardware, some flooring, paint. So there we can pull together the palette for the whole home for all the spaces that we're working in because yeah. I think you've gotten the theme that cohesiveness is pretty important to me in context. So Definitely. you can't just pick your cabinetry, you know, finishes out of the blue. You have to think about it in relation to the rest of the home. So we have all these samples there and we have these little um, acrylic trays that we use. Each client has at least one acrylic tray and that's where we keep everything for them. And like our first presentation where we do the rendering, the plans, we walk them through everything. We get out this, these trays and I love seeing their faces. It's like a kid sitting at the Christmas tree in the morning, just <laughs> waiting to open their presents and like touch everything. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but having that showroom, that space to store those things, to be able to pull those things together and present them is, I couldn't do it without the showroom. I love it. 
Now you work with uh, you work with a team. I know you know a, lo- a lot of designers that I've spoken to are kind of a one one woman show or one man show. Um, you know, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the team you work with and and what qualities you think make your team a successful one. Oh, okay. Um, we I'm very blessed. We do have a, a really good team. I would say that we're we're small but mighty. There's four of us, <laughs> so. There's two very talented designers I work with, uh, Tori and Kelly, Mm -hmm. and they both have a great attention to detail, which is really imperative for what we do and making these beautiful designs come to life. They also have a really good understanding of how things go together, which I think is a unique talent, but one that's totally undervalued in this industry. Um, Our fourth employee is Karen, and she's our operations manager, so she's really the wheel that keeps everything moving, you know, <laughs> invoicing, ordering, accounting, all the things that I'm horrible at, she <laughs> takes care of to ensure that we can, you know, keep the doors open and keep moving. Um, so, yeah, there's four of us. Uh, I would say that communication is something I'm really big on. Mm. So we have an open office. We're always talking. We eat lunch together every day. Um I actually rarely sit down at my desk at work because I'm usually perching next to somebody else's or sitting down with everyone at one of the atelier tables. Right. So communication is big. It's actually impossible for a project to move through our office without somebody touching at least part of it. Even though we will divvy things up, mm-hmm. everyone is always in the loop on every single project. You know, there's always something to learn. Um, we're also now part of a bigger team, which has become, uh, it's a newer thing. So my husband and I acquired KSI at um towards the end of last year so we have eight locations in michigan and ohio and the ksi team is i think it's roughly about 70 people and a little over 30 of those are comprised of really talented designers design support so it's been fun actually collaborating with them too because they're all bringing different skill set and product knowledge to the table and we now get to do you know, areas of the home that were kind of overlooked before with us mm-hmm. and they're getting to do more custom things too. So weaving together, you know, our different specialties has been really rewarding. It is new and exciting. Definitely. And, you know, <laughs> this is a question I've had to ask pretty much everyone that I've interviewed over the last, uh, <laughs> last few weeks or, or some variation thereof, but, you know, you, You've got your your team that's close to you. You've got your KSI team. How has your team stayed in touch and, and kind of ensured a smooth workflow during this COVID-19 p- uh, pandemic? Yeah, we, we've had to get creative. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think I'd ever really done Zoom before this. And uh, yeah, we've, we're down to a few of those a day, it seems. Mm-hmm. So yeah, staying in touch is important, it's, but it's also challenging. So I know with my team at Maison, I would say I speak to each team member on the phone at least once a day. And there's a plethora of texts and Instagram messages throughout the day, usually at all hours. Uh, Emails too, but since I'm at home with two young kids, they learn pretty quickly that texting me gets a faster response, which I appreciate. Um, We also have our weekly meeting, which we usually hold in the office over lunch, but now it happens over Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. Um, same with client meetings too, and uh, like prep meetings before presentations, those happen over Google Hangouts or Zoom. Um, 
we actually we crashed the uh, KSI Zoom bingo. Uh, what was that Tuesday? So yeah, there are, yeah forty something people p- playing bingo online. So that was kind of fun. And it was <laughs> it was neat to find a fun way to stay in touch with everyone um, yeah. during this time and have a little light moment. But I uh, I definitely miss seeing everyone's faces in person. Yeah, for sure. And you know. We're, it's kind of it's kind of where we're at here too. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure. There. <laughs> well, Lauren, oh, gosh, yeah, it's been great talking with you. Thank you so much for for sitting down to chat with me today remotely. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. KBD Radio is hosted and produced by Autumn McGar with music by David Ayala. For more information about kitchen and bath design news, please visit our website at kitchenbathdesign.com.